Okay, everybody, uh, welcome back to the Emergency Goalies, and uh, this is our second straight week that uh, we don't have uh, any real hockey news to talk about, so I guess we'll just go, you know, right in, though, ask both, we have our friend uh, Katie Druzinski on, and we'll just, I'll ask you and Michael, how you guys holding up in uh, social distancing? Um... Pretty well. It's a little weird to not go into work and stuff like that, um, but still getting outside to walk Bentley, so it's nice to have those breaks, even though there are way fewer people out when we go out, although Bentley appreciates that because he gets anxious around too many people. Yeah, and Michael? Uh, kind of the same. Uh, I, I do appreciate the fact that uh, my dog is still insistent on uh, being walked, so I, I get to do that a couple of times a day, so I at least get out that way. Um, thankfully, I'm in a position where I can work from home, and so you know I don't have to worry as much about job security, that sort of thing. Um, it's definitely uh, taking a little bit of adjusting, um, just kind of the, uh, handling the balance of, uh, you know, my first thought was, oh, you know, I'm going to be able to um, you know, work from home and then I'm still going to be able to do the, the podcasting and all the writing and all that kind of stuff. And at least so far, it's, it's kind of been the opposite where it's like, I, I do all my work. And then after sitting and, and typing at a computer for eight hours, I used to be able to come home and it would feel, feel different to sit down at a computer and type different things. Now I'm sitting in the same spot, and after sitting for eight hours in one spot, I don't feel like sitting for another two hours and writing. So I've got to overcome that um, and figure out a way to to kind of to do uh, um, some of the sports writing and stuff that I've kind of fallen behind on. So yeah, no, it it's just been very weird. And you know, I was talking about uh, Evan Altman on my other podcast, my baseball podcast, and we talked about this too, but just not having sports at all, like as a daily thing. It's just, it's very hard to get used to. You know, honestly, I haven't uh, had too much of an issue with it yet. Um, I'm sure that day is going to come, but enough different things have been happening and, you know, handling work differently and just, you know, keeping track of the news a little bit more than I normally do and all those sort of things has kind of distracted me enough where I haven't missed some of the, the, the everyday things like sports. But like you said, the, or, or like I said, uh, that's definitely going to hit me at some point. Yeah, I think it almost kind of just feels like an extended off-season or extended all-star break or something where it feels like, oh, it's just going to be a few more days and then it'll be back. No one really knows how many more days, but my brain still thinks like, oh, it's just a few off days and then it'll start up again. Right, yeah, yeah, like you said, an extended extended all-star break. I mean, just going back to the Blackhawks, we had the all-star break followed by their bye week where we didn't have a game for 10 days, and that's basically where we're at right now. So this is something we've already actually experienced this year. Um, but it'll be next week and the following week where we don't have anything where I think it'll finally hit me. Yeah. So I guess we, since there is basically no hockey news, we'll talk about the rumor that spread around the internet a few days ago 
which obviously which was interest to the Blackhawks fans about them having a 24-team playoff tournament. So I would assume that the first round would be very short, a game or three-game series, but they'd have yeah. 24 teams make the playoffs in lieu of having of finishing the regular season. So I just thought I'd ask you guys what you thought of that. Um, I It really depends on when they come back. If if the postseason starts up right around, if that style of postseason starts up right around the time when the postseason was originally supposed to start, I think I'd be okay with it. Uh, if if it gets delayed any more, I really don't want the hockey season stretching into into the summer. So if if they're delayed by a couple of weeks or whatever. I would prefer to just stick with the normal playoffs or even a shortened playoffs where like maybe you change the first round into five games instead of seven games, that sort of thing. Um, but if this is something that returns to normal fairly quickly, um, I do think the regular season is done for. I don't think there's any chance that that occurs, but in the event that things do uh, come back online, I guess I wouldn't have too much of an issue with the 24 team playoffs. Uh, obviously the Hawks would be involved. It's hard to say how they, you know, how any team would do. I think it would definitely lend itself to a, you know, who knows how each team's going to respond to the layoff. A bad team might come out and get hot at the right time and catch a, a a good team when they're rusty, that sort of thing. So I think it could lead to a lot of chaos, which I don't actually think is a good thing for the league too much. I think you would rather have a good team, you know, the good teams advancing more more frequently. But, hey, I mean, I'm not going to complain about the Blackhawks making the playoffs. I think, you know, we've talked about that a lot when, you know, the 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 ideas of, of tanking and all that kind of stuff comes up where it's like I would much rather have the Blackhawks make the playoffs as the final seed than finish with the worst record yeah yeah I agree and I think if nothing else it would be interesting just to see how something like that kind of tournament would play out just because we've obviously never seen that before um but yeah I don't I don't know how great it would be for the league and the teams overall to go into that but I do think there probably would be some fan interest just because it's so different from the way the playoffs normally work yeah you know if you want to get really crazy you could go single elimination tournament with 2014 just total chaos <laughs> yeah. like a ncaa tournament who knows what would happen maybe, maybe i'm showing my age a little bit um but uh, i can't help but think back to oh boy uh i think it was 93 uh yeah. in the playoffs that year i think it was three out of the top four number you know the, the number one seeds all lost in the first round and it was awesome for that first round. It was like, oh, you know, you're, we're going to get all these, you know, we got all these upsets and they were these, these great series. And I, I, I had so much fun with it, but then as the, pl- too. Just the as the play, oh, sorry. It's okay. Um, uh, but then as the, uh, the playoffs progressed and you got down to the end and you didn't have any of the good teams remaining, I, I think it, it led to an anticlimactic 
climactic um, end of the playoffs a little bit. And so I, that would be my fear with it. But for the novelty, like Katie was saying, I think, yeah, it would definitely draw some interest. Um, I just I would be concerned how those that how that first round would play out. And I would at least hope that the majority of the good teams would be able to survive the break and then the 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 weirdness of, you know, it, you get into short series and upsets are more likely to happen. So you just yeah I, I hope they would be able to avoid in an absurd amount of upsets well it seems to me like uh gary bettman heard my idea he's calling me up on the phone right right now to steal it so i think i did pretty good <laughs> <clears throat> no but yeah this is just un, uncharted territory now i mean we just don't right. know what's going to happen it's it's so weird right well, I mean, I guess the other, the one bit of Blackhawks news that we have had is it, the the indications are from Rocky Wirtz over the last couple of days that um, both Bowman and Colleton's jobs are safe and that they're going to be back. And I'm kind of curious how you guys think of that. I'm okay with it. Uh, I'm not uh, in love with the idea, but I, I, I can I can understand the the reasoning behind it, but I know there are people who are dead set against one or both of them coming back. So I'm I'm kind of curious how how you guys reacted to that news. Yeah, I mean, I think just given the weirdness of everything, I'm not entirely surprised. Um, I think if there had been a full regular season and or playoffs played out, then maybe. Uh, things could be decided a certain way, depending on how things ended up. But since they did not make it through a full season, I do kind of see bringing them back. But I don't have as much of a problem with one or both of them as some people do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much in that camp, too. I mean, some people really want Bowman gone. And I mean, people yeah. we talk to all the time on Twitter and stuff. I mean, I'm trying to think of like our, our friend melissa melissa bk she goes on rants about the you know the black guys management all the time and i'm not that bad with it so i think overall i'd be okay with it them keeping another year but if they're bad this year coming up then it might be time to go you know what let's let's cut our losses right i i think the big thing with me is I think they need to make a decision this offseason on what their direction is. I think we saw last offseason that they kind of hedged their bets a little bit. They 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 stayed committed to the young players that they had. They didn't um you know, they didn't go full rebuild and and add in, you know, trying to add in a bunch of uh additional young players or anything, but you know, they brought in Shaw and Dahan and Mata and and Leonard and tried to, it seemed like they were trying to make one more run with the core group to see if they could maybe salvage another, um, you know, playoff run with those guys. Like it, it kind of felt like they, they felt obligated to try and give Taves and Kane and Keith one more good supporting cast and try and 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 drive home with them one more time but i think with the way this season went we saw that it that's not really in the cards and that until 
the young players develop a little bit, it, the, the Hawks aren't really going to get back into contention. And so that's what I, I, I would like to see. And I, I don't, and I'm not talking about a full sell off or anything like that, you know, where we go into a rebuild, but I, I, I think they really need to, instead of focusing on what's best for Taves and Kane and Keith, I think they need to start focusing on what's best for Debrinkit and Strom and Nylander and uh, Kubalik and, and, and Doc and, Boquist and those guys, um, and and that's where I think the the focus needs to go. And so, as long as the directive from the front office, whether it be McDonough or Bowman making that decision, uh, I, it, as long as that's being made, I, I don't really care who the general manager is um, so much. I, I I just I want them to make a commitment in that in that regard. Yes, and I guess, Katie, you could add, and as long as the coach wears his glasses, we'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, that's clearly my priority. Um, no, and I do, obviously, I like Jeremy Colleton. I don't think that every bad thing that's happened is his fault necessarily the way that some people do on Twitter, but also, like, the team has been disappointing, I think. Um, and I, I think it's a combination of a lot of things. But if next year is another year where at this point we're like, oh, nothing really went right, then I think you really do kind of have to make a change and indicate you're going in a new direction because the direction you're going in isn't working. Yeah, and just to be clear, we, 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 we're joking when we – Katie doesn't like – Katie's not like, oh, I'm going to keep him at all costs because of his glasses. That's just a joke. Yeah, Zero no, wins but, but glasses. That's all yeah. I'm here for. Exactly. Yeah, I, I think with a young coach like Colleton, you know, coming in for the first time as an unproven guy, there's really two ways. Uh, well, I guess three ways. Obviously, it, he can come in and totally change the culture and have all kinds of uh, crazy success. Obviously, that didn't occur. Um, but the other two things are kind of the opposite end where He's clearly unprepared and doesn't earn the respect of anybody in the room. And it's just an unmitigated disaster. And I think it's pretty clear that Colleton doesn't fall into that uh, group either. So where you're left with is you've got a young coach that's learning the league, still learning how to be a coach. And are we seeing signs of him being able to adapt and I think we've seen through the course of both seasons that sometimes it doesn't occur as quickly as we would like, but he is willing to make adjustments. And I'm not, I'm not close minded to the uh, fact that he could still become a better coach and, and, and take this team to another level as he gets more comfortable and more, uh, experienced in the league. And so I don't, I don't really have a, a too big of an issue with giving him a third uh, season. And, but like Katie said, I think after, after you go three seasons, if, if, if you're not seeing a little more consistency and a little more steps in the, in a positive direction, then I think you, you, you gotta be willing to make a move. And of course, at this point, I mean, a coach can only do so much. It does, you know, right. the front office has a big role in this, and it's not like Carlton's had the most unbelievable team. If Quenville was right. coaching... Especially the first yeah, year. 
Yeah, we, if Quenville was coaching, I don't know if the results would have been that much better. So sometimes people yeah. overreact to that stuff. Yeah, and I think Colleton exactly. came in at kind of a weird time, too, where there were some guys who'd been there a long time and were maybe approaching the ends of their careers and some guys who were really unproven. And so it was kind of trying to mesh those two groups, which I can't imagine helped things since everyone was kind of – some guys had been coached by Quenville their whole career. Some guys were new to the team. So that's just, I think, a lot of stuff to kind of manage in one to one and a half seasons. Yes, and also – Yeah, and I, it, you, you, yeah well, you, you well, can't I, forget that – uh, uh, sorry, I, no, you can't forget that he took over into the season. It wasn't right. from the start of the year. He took over mid-season. So, yeah. Yeah, that was the same point I was going to make is we because he's basically been there for two regular seasons. We we forget that he 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 didn't have that that first training camp. And so he, he's only he's only been, you know, he's only had one off season as a coach and even in that one offseason, we saw a tremendous amount of turnover on the roster, you know, where they brought in like 10 new guys this year compared to last year. And so, you know, we really saw with that first month of the season, we all were so disappointed by it. But I think I think maybe in hindsight, we didn't particularly take into account the challenge of that, that they were faced with bringing in that many new players, both old and young, and trying to mesh that that group together while still not being, you know, a top team. You, 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 a very average group that, you know, hadn't really worked together before. And then on top of that, throwing the, the weird uh, uh, European excursion at the beginning of the season, followed by the, the long homestand. And just how the schedule was very weird with so many back-to-backs and three games in four days uh, and now, this year. I, I, we might not get the end of the year. So Right, yeah. Yeah, so really, yeah. I mean, he, he's, he still technically hasn't had a full regular season. And, you know, this offseason is going to be completely different with everything. So, yeah, it, it definitely a challenging situation to throw a young coach in and – yeah, I mean, it hasn't gone great, but I've brought it up many times where it, it it doesn't feel like he ever lost the room completely. There, I think there have been some troubling signs at times, but, you know, where somebody like Duncan Keith, who almost never talks, kind of, I think it was like November or so, he started speaking out a little more in the, in the media. And I think that was really the only troubling time but it was shortly after that where things started to turn around a little bit for the team so yeah i i think that's at least something that's in favor for colleton a little bit is at least with kane and a couple of the other veteran guys he he, he does still seem to have their respect enough so i that that's the biggest thing that i'm holding my hope you know holding out hope for yeah so I guess now we'll just move up. I, this is something I've done a couple days. I, Michael, you were saying that you have a lot of stuff that you're getting used to, so you haven't really started to miss sports yet, but I have been a little bit. So I did watch a couple Blackhawks games on YouTube from their uh, playoff run in 2010. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and I think it should be brought up that uh, NBCSN uh, in Chicago, the the – 
is going to be showing all of the 2010 playoff wins. They're they're playing a couple of them per week here while while we have this time off. So if if there are other people in your situation who are missing it and kind of want to relive some of the glory days a little bit, the opportunity presents itself beyond just YouTube even. Yeah, but it was kind of funny because I was watching them and I'm thinking, wow, these guys look really good. Like I guess, <laughs> I, guess I knew they were good and I'm thinking, you know, maybe because I'm watching these without stress then I can actually just relax. Right. I know they're going to win and actually just watch them. I'm like, wow, these guys are really fast and they're getting to all the pucks and stuff. I'm like, wow, this is exciting to watch. <laughs> yeah, well, and especially like the 2010 team, uh, not only were they fast and deep and talented, and but they were extremely hardworking and hungry. And also fairly big um we kind of talk about how you know the hawks have even during that time prioritized skill and you know they were always the one of the quickest teams that they managed to do it without being um overpowered um you know they they always got out hit because they always had the puck but they never they were never physically dominated at any point and that's that's kind of a part of where things have gone wrong a little bit over the last few years is the team has gotten a little softer um, and a lot smaller. Um, but it, the league as a whole has gotten smaller. But I, I think in particular, the Hawks just haven't been able to, they haven't been able to get the the combination of size and skill and speed on the current roster that they, that, that they had previously where it was just up and down the team. Uh, you know, there there wasn't anybody that was a liability really at any point, and everybody was hounding the puck at all times, and just we 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 just don't see that anymore, and that's unfortunate. But yeah, yeah. It, it is nice to go back and just watch those games on occasion and just appreciate just how good and deep those teams were. It's fun to see wins, right, Katie? Yeah, that's the best kind of game to watch is when they win. Yeah. No. Yeah, though. No. So if anyone wants, yeah, they're on, on NBC Sports and yeah, on the internet and YouTube, yeah, you can find pretty much anything you want, including yep. a thing of them all singing. <laughs> the 2010 Black Eyed Oh. Singing. I think it's yeah, like, yeah, we were, uh, I definitely won't be. I won't be re- well, <laughs> reviewing that. It's a generous term for what that video was but it is pretty wild stuff i i can put it up on youtube on my um twitter page when i put this out i'll put up that video but yeah it's not very good (laughs) black guys not known for their singing well i in comparison to what this team you know it's it's hard to look on the the current roster and compare it to the um you know the the dynasty team but uh, you know we're old enough. We we remember the dark ages, <laughs> and uh, uh, just being able to compare this team to what we what we had prior to the dynasty, um, the 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 current group is still so much more fun uh, to watch than you know what we've what we had not too long ago. It's it's difficult to remember that. You know, just 15 years ago, this 
this franchise was uh, about as bad as could possibly be imagined. I mean, just the the blackouts, the no talent, slow, old, bad, <laughs> um, everything about the organization and the way it was run was was awful, and the product was bad. And so, yeah, what, what we currently have is not as great as what we became accustomed to, but it's still miles better than what uh, it, 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 it's miles away from being bad. And the, 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 the games are still fun to watch generally, even when the team loses. So I, I at least appreciate that. Yeah, and I think it's easy to get kind of caught up in the recency bias because, like, 2010 was 10 years ago, but it doesn't feel like 10 years ago. So it feels like, oh, they were just so good, and now they're not good. But first of all, it's been 10 years, and then, like, they did win three times in a very quick amount of time. So it's easy to get used to, like, oh, well, it's always going to be like this. But I think looking back, you can recognize that it was really, really special for a while and exceeded what anyone would have probably expected. So now we've just kind of gone back a little bit, but it's still not like, wow, this team is terrible. They're never going to win again. Yes, it was 10 years ago. So 10 years ago. So, you know, we're all so old now. (laughs) Terrible. Well, I, I was actually just talking to somebody the other day and I realized that I, I, I've lost an entire year. Um, My birthday's coming up next next month and uh somebody asked me you know oh how old are you gonna be and i said oh i'm gonna be 38 and then i kind of thought for a second and i'm like wait a minute i do them i'm gonna be 39 next month <laughs> and it's like oh that's right okay so i guess i've just kind of been thinking i've been 37 for the last uh 23 months <laughs> and uh it only just occurred to me a week ago that uh, I'm not 37 and haven't been 37 for a while. So, yeah. I guess anything after 30, it doesn't really matter. You don't really it, – it, it, they all just blend together. But it was still just kind of a, a little eye-opening. I was like, wait a minute. Oh, I'm actually a year older than I thought I was. <laughs> yes. Well, if we're not going to finish the hockey season, then I don't think we, get, we don't have to count this year. This year won't count, so we'll all still be a year younger. Yes, I'm, I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Well, I mean, we don't have a, a, a playoff series to age us anywhere, you know, where the, exactly. the, the concern takes, you know, takes years off of our lives. Because um, there were definitely, even when they were good, some of those uh, series were nail biters um, where... Yes. Uh, there was definitely a lot of uh, <laughs> restlessness during some of those games. So, yeah. Well, I, we should probably wrap this up because there's not much actual hockey to talk about. I will ask Katie. You know, you should tell people about. You've had a lot of Bentley con- content on your Twitter feed to try to help cheer everybody up during this thing. So I thought maybe you could pitch a little bit. Yeah. Uh, then. Bentley is uh, here to help people out. He 
is actually right now literally right here next to me. Um, but yeah, people people seem to really appreciate dog pictures and anything right now that's not kind of heavy, serious news. So if you, too, would like to see the photos of him, he just got groomed last week, so he's looking all fresh and clean. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at K-D-Z-W-I-E-R-Z-Y-N-S-K-I. Yep, and uh, Michael, of course, you're... MJ underscore Ernst, uh, my said, dog. Yeah, as you say, hmm? do you have do you have photos to post of your dog? I don't, you he, he is also he is also right next to me. However, he is quite uh, camera shy. He <laughs> uh, he likes to keep his head down whenever I try to interact with him in those regards. So he's not a very good Twitter dog. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, I will probably. It, it's been my goal for a good month uh, to try and finish up some of the, the Cubs prospect stuff that I've been uh, falling behind on. Uh, so I, I am hoping to get some of that stuff out uh, on a more regular basis here now that I, I in theory, I have plenty of time. <laughs> but uh, so far it's been a struggle. Um, but yeah, hopefully if you guys pay attention, uh, it will, it, it, I can start providing some distractions in that way. Uh, provide a little sports content and i will say i'm at sth85 and i am working on an article about uh the top five food to get at baseball stadiums so uh there you go there you go food that we can't get anymore (laughs) that's right it might actually be cool now that i think of it but yeah, um, who, who's to say that any of those five are going to still be in business when we come back? I mean, it's 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 terrible to think about, but, you know, we are going to, the repercussions from this are going to be long-lasting and unfortunate, and yep. I just, I, I hope, you know, I'm just like everybody else, I hope we can return to normalcy soon enough where there aren't going to be too many people and businesses that are put out by it. But, you know, at this point, we just got to cross our fingers. Yep. That's a good thing to end on. Just everybody be safe out there. And we will try to do a podcast every week. I mean, we'll find something to talk about to entertain you. Because I know the few people that like this, that they send me stuff and stuff that I'm sure they want some normalcy and something to listen to to get entertained when there's nothing to do. So we'll try to... Keep some episodes going. Maybe we'll have Katie back a few more times because people are enjoy that. So sure. yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll try to try to do that. And as always, everyone, thank you for listening. <laughs>